Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. Hey guys, welcome back to this week's episode of Love Uncensored. So this week, I just want to do a straight solo app on a topic that actually means a lot to me. When I started this podcast, I shared a lot about my personal experience with dating and relationships, and I've previously touched on it, but never actually delved deeply into what I believe to be one of the most transformative relationships of our lives. And that is the one I like to call the great lesson. I find that so often conversations veer towards finding the great love of our lives, leaving out the foundational and profound influence of what comes before it. And I'm not sure why the great lesson isn't spoken about that much, but the reality is the great lesson looks different for everyone. In fact, you might manage to bypass this phase entirely. And that's because like any other facet of life, right? People are at different evolutionary stages when it comes to love and relationships. And this is because each person's journey is unique. And while the stages may seem universal, or at least that's what we're told to believe, the way they actually manifest and are experienced is highly individualistic. But what's consistent about the great lesson is its transformative power. It's that intense, soul-stirring relationship that reshapes us from the inside out, making us ready for that forever love that comes after it. How soon after it is, again, unique to you. But I'm not going to lie, if you haven't experienced it yet, it's definitely raw and intense, yet its value is immeasurable. And this is precisely why I felt the urge to dedicate an entire episode to it, because I really believe that by understanding and embracing our great lesson, we become better equipped to not only recognize, but also cherish our great love when it finally arrives. To put it simply, the great lesson is a relationship that looks amazing on paper. There's often incredible chemistry in the great lesson, but when reality sets in, long-term compatibility may not actually be there. And this love often taking on archetypal significance can seem like the answer to our unmet needs from the past. Things like safety, freedom, understanding, connection, and acceptance. But here's the twist. Its purpose isn't to fulfill those needs, right? It's to reveal that we have the power to meet those needs ourselves. 
The great lesson basically shines a spotlight on what's missing within us and what's possible for us. It exposes the areas where growth and healing are necessary, turning us inward to discover that we are our own source of things like safety, freedom, and love. And one of the most profound lessons it imparts is that we actually don't need to rely on relationships to fill a void. It teaches us not to be dependent on someone else for things like security or validation or certainty. And instead, it encourages us to find these qualities within ourselves. The great lesson also often forces us to confront our own past wounds and do the work needed to heal. The relationship basically serves as a mirror reflecting all of our unresolved issues and then pushes us to address them. And because of this, it ultimately reminds us that the most important relationship we'll ever have is the one with ourselves. But like I said before, heartbreak from the great lesson can be incredibly tough to go through, but it often leads us to a powerful realization. And that realization is that we need to lose the great lesson in order to find our true selves. So think about it like this. Imagine you've been depending on your partner to be your main source of happiness and validation. Then by experiencing the great lesson, you discover that you're fully capable of providing those things for yourself. When we are in the throes of love, especially a love that's not meant to last, we tend to uh, anchor our happiness and sense of worth on our partner. We look to them to validate our existence, to fill the hollow voids left by things like unfulfilled dreams or unresolved childhood needs. But this external dependence is as precarious as it is burdensome. It places the control of our inner peace into someone else's hands, right? Whereas The great lesson forces this unsustainable system to essentially collapse and through the debris of heartbreak, we are then given the ultimate challenge and opportunity, which is to build a self-sustaining ecosystem of self-love and self-validation. It's a profound moment of awakening when you realize that everything you've been searching for externally needs to be cultivated from within. And this is why the great lesson is a relationship that can intensely transform you. But until you learn from it, you might then find yourself stuck in the same relationship dynamics, having to date variations of the great lesson over and over until you finally learn from it. And you might also wonder why something that seems so promising didn't work out. But the truth is, it was never meant to. The great lesson is and was only ever meant to prepare you for the great love of your life, which is a love that complements the love you've already built within yourself. And in the end, this is why the great lesson may just be the most intense heartbreak because in a sense, it births the most important love affair you'll ever have, which is the one with yourself. So earlier this year, I started working with the most beautiful soul who has been such a gift to the work I've recently been doing on social media. And she actually inspired this episode because this morning I was talking to her about how 
I am still very much learning from my great lesson. Without going into too much detail, I experienced a great lesson in my 20s and it completely knocked me for six. To me, my great lesson was literally everything I ever wanted. Think of like the Victoria's secret angel of my dreams. I remember so clearly thinking that I was the luckiest girl in the world to be dating him. And yet for whatever reason, when his ingredients mixed with mine, it was just toxic. We fought incessantly. I never, ever felt safe or secure with him. And no matter how perfect things seemed on the outside, I just felt empty in his presence. We definitely had great chemistry, which almost felt like a drug, but I would often fall asleep next to him, feeling completely alone in the relationship. And yet I was totally infatuated with him to the point where I completely pedestaled this man and put up with the worst behavior, things like cheating or not answering my calls because he was spending the weekend with the boys. And when we finally broke up, it literally felt like a death because in many ways it was. Not only did the breakup mark the death of the relationship, it also marked the death of the people we once were in that relationship, right? And it took me so long to recover. Uh, Like the saying goes, uh, the more hysterical, the more historical, right? When that relationship ended, it felt like the biggest and most confusing loss. But looking back now, I can see that it was actually the start of something new for me, a kind of wake up call. And it's Crazy to think how long it took me to piece everything together, but that relationship really dug up all of those old issues from my past. Things like feeling like I was never enough or the fear of being abandoned. And because of this, I ended up with someone who probably without even trying to hit all those buttons. But here's the thing I didn't get until much, much later. The relationship wasn't there to just poke at those old wounds. It was like a flashing neon sign pointing at what I needed to work on in myself. And once the relationship ended, it also hit me that all the traits I admired in him weren't just in my partner. They were things I could actually have in myself too. And I now totally get and have fully accepted that I really had to lose that relationship in order to develop those traits on my own. But even to this day, I struggle with it. And that's where my conversation this morning comes into it. I was talking about how the great lesson represented all kinds of uh, security to me, but not the emotional kind, more so the security uh, you might associate with having a stable family or being financially comfortable. And I've been working really hard on creating that sense of security for myself, but sometimes those old associations definitely pop up and I catch myself thinking of him as that source of security. And I'm sharing this because healing and growth are just not overnight processes. After that relationship, I eventually found my forever person with Nick. But he's a whole different kind of love. He brings to my life a sense of safety and a feeling of being truly seen and a kind of security I never experienced with the great lesson. But it's not the kind of thing where I'm dependent on him. He doesn't complete me in that cliche movie kind of way. It's so much deeper than that. It's the kind of connection where we stand strong as individuals, but together we feel like genuine life partners. But you know, from single at 30, the road to meeting Nick was not easy. I held on to my great lesson because I really thought he was everything I needed. And as you can see, years later, I'm still having to remind myself that I can be my own source of stability and security. 
So I've been thinking a lot about how you can actually overcome the great lesson. Like I've been saying, this type of love can really rip open old scars or even create new ones. So I think the key is to acknowledge them. It's about getting real with yourself about what hurts and why. It's not just about moving on, but understanding the pain so you don't then carry it into the next relationship. And acknowledging your wounds is a process that demands things like honesty and vulnerability. It's about stripping away the layers of denial and defensiveness. We often wrap around our bruised parts, right? To really see what's beneath, I think you have to be willing to ask the tough questions. Like, why did this hurt? Was it because it echoed a familiar narrative? Uh, Perhaps one from childhood or early adulthood? Because by understanding the origin of your pain, you can then begin to heal not just from this wound, but from all the times it's essentially been inflicted before. But understanding your pain is not the end of the journey. It's actually the beginning of prevention. When you grasp the why behind what hurts, you then equip yourself with the knowledge to basically recognize patterns that might lead to similar situations in the future. And this then allows you to set boundaries and identify red flags sooner and make choices that align with your well-being. So it's not just about healing from the past, it's about protecting your future. And this is so important because if unchecked, old wounds can literally dictate the course of new interactions, right? Leading you to then unconsciously recreate the very circumstances that hurt you in the past. But when you take the time to understand and heal these wounds, you free yourself. You move forward not with baggage, but with wisdom. The type of wisdom that ensures your past pain is not a blueprint for the future, but a lesson that's been learned and then left behind. Then I think it's important to think about the role this relationship played in your life story, because pinning this down can really help to understand the narrative you've been living as well as how to change the storyline moving forward, right? And understanding this also helps you to see why you might have been drawn to them and how this relationship has influenced your expectations and behaviors in love and life. In my case, my great lesson took on almost like this protector role. So if you're like me and you find yourself looking for a protector, ask yourself, why? What is it within you that seeks out this trait? Because this self-reflection can really highlight areas of your life that you may have either been neglecting or aspects of yourself that you've yet to fully develop, right? And then instead of seeking these roles in others, ask yourself, how can you embody them in your own life? Because understanding these archetypes isn't just about recognizing who they were to you, but also about identifying who you want to become. And then I think from there, Building self-sufficiency is so important. It's about knowing you can stand on your own two feet, whether it be financially, emotionally, or even spiritually, right? Basically, it's about cultivating a deep sense of independence and recognizing that the stability you may have once sought from a partner is something that you are more than capable of creating for yourself. So financial independence, for example, might mean uh, setting and adhering to a budget or investing in things like personal development and career growth. Or uh, having purpose might look like figuring out what you're passionate about and putting in your all to make it a reality. It's also about uh, trusting your own decision-making and intuition because, you know, I think people think that partnerships are this you know, great source of support and happiness. And that's true. But I think it's also important to recognize that your self-worth and resilience do not hinge on someone else. Uh, 
you know, or at least shouldn't, right? And then I think the next step is to redirect your focus on becoming the best version of yourself that you want to date, right? And what I mean by this is becoming the person that has the very qualities you valued in that partner because being attracted to those traits might just mean that they're either lying dormant in you or waiting to be awakened. So for example, if you admired a partner's compassion, then nurture that within yourself. Or if you miss how adventurous they were, start seeking out your own adventures. I think it's about taking responsibility for your own happiness and fulfillment. So instead of waiting for someone else to bring excitement or peace into your life, you then become the source of those feelings, right? And then I think the final part to all of this is remembering that healing isn't linear. It's messy and it's challenging and it ebbs and it flows with moments of what feels like profound insight and then periods that feel like, you know, they're filled with frustrating stagnation, And there will definitely, definitely, definitely be times when you feel overwhelmed, right? Um, Almost as if you're reliving the heartache all over again. And I think it's important to point out that this isn't regression. It's actually a part of the process. It's the internal work of uh, sifting through emotional debris and coming to terms with it piece by piece. And, you know, I think that when it comes to sort of navigating all of this, it's really, really important to keep your heart open to the idea of a new kind of partnership, a partnership where your sense of self is not hinged on someone else, but rather complemented by them, right? Because there really is, you know, a profound strength that comes from this realization that you are enough with or without a partner, Because the idea is that your future forever, right, won't be your everything, but they will be a supportive part of that everything, of your everything, right? And then I think it's in this space that you'll find a love that adds value to your life without redefining it. Okay, that's it from me this week. Feel free to drop me a line, letting me know whether you've navigated through your own great lesson or maybe you're in the thick of it right now. Otherwise, I will be back next week for the Love Uncensored Hotline. So DM me with your dating dilemmas and relationship woes.